three, two, one. Push. Oh my God, that's cold. Uh, wow. Welcome back to You Betcha Radio Podcast, the coldest podcast in all the Midwest. I am Miles, the You Betcha guy, here with Ryan, the t shirt guy. We have a great episode ahead of you. Ryan and I got out during Memorial Day weekend. We play a little round of golf and uh, we're going to talk about it today. So let's just get into the show. I would venture to say it's almost the nectar of the gods. Back, baby, back. I want my push. Oh my god, that's cold. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hello, and welcome back to episode 68 of the You Betcha Radio podcast. I am Ryan, the t shirt guy. And today, yes, Miles, we are going to recap our little golf outing. Uh, we'll call it the match three. Uh, that we had this last Sunday. Good time overall. Um, I'm not even going to dive into it. We'll talk about that later. But first, guys, before we get into the show, don't forget all the merchandise closes down tonight at midnight for the month of May. Um, Everything will be closed down, so go get it right now, ouyoubetcha.com. You can find all of our merchandise there. Miles, how was your Memorial Day weekend at the lake? Um, it was a great weekend. Uh, I got out golfing a couple times. Obviously, we shot our golf video. Um, we uh, we actually had a. I feel like a lot of people that own a cabin for many many years, they like every year they have like a project or two that they got to get done each summer. And so one of our projects was in our bunkhouse to add another, put up a wall and add another bedroom in there. Okay. And so. Basically, that took up an entire day for us, um, but we got it done, even though spirits and morale was low by the end of the <laughs> night, but uh, we powered through and got it done, and uh, yeah, so uh, obviously, it's so early in the year in the year that like you, you can't really go and float around in the lake because the lake is so cold, so right. you kind of do a couple boat rides, and then you pretty much just drink on the patio, in my opinion. So uh, it was a solid week or a weekend and uh, had a good time. What'd you, what'd you end up doing, Ryan? Yeah, no, I went to the lake as well. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. No, uh, no, yeah. Well, no, yeah, definitely. No, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I did go to the lake as well. Um, I played a little golf on, on Saturday, did a little fishing. Um, I'm kind of a, I've gotten to a point in summer fishing where I'm kind of a fair weather fisherman, as sad as that is to say. So with the weather being so nice Friday, Saturday, uh, I had to get out on the boat. Didn't catch a whole lot, but at the same time, it's still nice to just get out, um, enjoy the water. And um, one thing I was going to mention too, yeah, the water's cold. It's hard to get out and lay lay in the lake uh, on the floaty, but um, how underrated are hot tubs at the lake? Um, Well, I would say that they're medium rated, Ryan. Okay. Because I don't think anyone's saying that it's overrated. Um. But I also think people think it's a nice thing to have. That they're slept on. Yeah, yeah. Because I have heard people say, "Well, why do you need a hot tub when you have a whole lake to swim well, in?" It's like it's it's, it's obvious, right? It's completely it, different. And when it's cold out, you hop in the hot tub. Yep. At night, you go in the hot tub. Um, yeah, I I am fortunate enough to have a hot tub at our lake cabin. Popped in there one of the couple of nights, and so uh, yeah, I think that. It's not something that everyone has. It's more of a luxury. But when you got it, you just got to use it as much as you can. Yeah. Well, I feel like when we went out to the lake uh, to film to film the lake video, that was kind of just like you were just getting primed and ready for the weekend because we went out and filmed on what? Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday. And then you were heading out Friday. So let's talk about that video, Ryan. Yeah. Yep. Um, We shot that video in an afternoon at the lake. great time we had a few beers we floated around in the boat a little bit the the funniest behind the scene part of the whole thing is i actually have a neighbor at the lake named depp (laughs) yes and uh her last name well uh, yeah anyways irrelevant yeah (laughs) so uh she uh comes over this weekend and tells me 
that she, obviously she saw our video and that like a half hour after we posted it, she got like 15 calls and texts from people saying that she was in the video, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny and like crazy that it can happen that fast. But she was like, she was like, I'm enjoying my 15 minutes of fame. And it's like funny because her she's not even in it. Just her name is in it. Right. But the wild part about it is that she actually just got some geraniums for the year. And? And she just got Wi-Fi at the lake. <laughs> what are the chances that that's the two things? Because we did like a bunch of takes, yeah, right? right? Like we had a whole lot. Like we could almost do a whole video of me just talking to Deb. That's how long we did it. And we picked out the the bits from it that she actually did and has that I just found that to be absolutely insane. And so uh, she said that her friends will call her up and ask her how her geraniums are doing, <laughs> which is kind of a, a bit of a bit within its own. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's why this video was so relatable because I feel like everyone's got a neighbor named Deb. Well, and the stuff that you pointed out literally happened. So if you, you can't go back to that video and say, oh, man, I wish you would have switched this or switched that because it actually happened. And that's yep. how relatable it was. Um, what was your favorite part of the video? Uh, well, one, I thought that the cooler, the giant cooler on the two wheel cart was just kind of funny because that cooler is literally so massive that it's just, it's almost not practical to like just haul around. And so obviously the bit was that I had to have it on a two wheel cart. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Anytime you can be on a jet ski, you're, you're having a good day. Right. You can't frown on a jet ski, you know? You got to kind of show off the reflexes a little bit on the jet ski. Yeah, I almost lost the old uh, the old lid. But, I mean, as being a, a former athlete, I had no problem snatching that right out of the air. Yeah, lesser athlete would have let that hat fall in the lake and Ex she would have sunk to the bottom. Exactly. So, Ryan, I saved your merchandise. Thank so you. Thank you're welcome miles. for that. Um. Uh, one thing that's funny too is we added in the let's have a couple 13, 14 beers. That was fun to do because we used to say that in college. Like, as that's a bit we used to do. Like, yeah, we might as after work, we might as well head to the bar and have a couple 13, 14 beers. Why 13, 14? Because uh, it's funny. Okay. Because <laughs> it's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's not nine or 10. It's a couple but, 13, but it, yeah, 14. Yeah, it's like a couple and then 13, 14. It's just, a, I don't know. It's just funny. And, my buddy called me after the video and he's like, I cannot believe you put her bit in the video. <laughs> no, I But I mean, that's what comedy is. That's what this whole thing should be about is taking real life stuff and uh, putting it into a video, which we'll talk about in the golf video in the next segment about just different bits that we have while golfing or know someone that says the same thing every single time that made it into the video. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to trying to remember. I, there was another part that I liked. Um, oh, Tyler didn't know what a grasshopper was before we did the video. Not a clue. What like Margaritaville? So, what did you? <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the grasshopper bit. Get the Margaritaville Tyler, out. Margaritaville. Yeah, <laughs> it explains it all. F figure it yeah. out. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, from what I understand, I mean, so we always would have them at like Christmas. We'd have grasshoppers uh -huh. and then we would uh, once in a while in the summer. And I I don't know if it's completely a Midwest thing. I feel like it is. I know that Charlie Barron's did a uh, quarantine kitchen where he made a grasshopper, a pink squirrel and one other drink that I don't remember. But uh it was very popular, what, in like the 60s or 50s or 70s or something where you would go to a like a dinner club and it would be your after dinner drink would be a like grasshopper. A it's your dessert drink. Basically your dessert drink. Um, and then. So wait, what's in it now? Drop the ingredients for me. So it is uh, cream de menthe, mint cream, whatever. Cream de menthe. Cream de cocoa. And uh, what else, Ryan? Uh, Bad radio, Ryan. No, that's that's what <laughs> it says. The main alcohol is creme de menthe and creme de cacao. Yeah, and then you can use ice cream. Um, some people like just using heavy heavy cream and ice. Um, and so yeah, it's pretty simple to make. Oh, but, um, ice. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ice. Yeah. Okay. yeah ice. I, it's, What's funny is Tyler's supposed to be the guy that looks stuff up because he's the producer of the show. And I got you. He's well, just, here's a chance. He's just for me sitting to, on his hands. I just right want now. to interact. So I was, I was quizzing you a little yeah. Q&A trying to figure it out. Yeah, um, we haven't talked to Tyler much. Today, but so. yeah, I feel if you lonely. like mint, like if you like a shamrock shake from McDonald's oh, or whatever, you're going to love a grasshopper. It's delicious. So uh, maybe uh, one of these podcasts. We got to maybe uh, bring in the old Margaritaville machine and <laughs> Margaritaville. Uh, have a have a beer and a grasshopper or at the last segment. We have a grasshopper as our kind of after uh, podcast drink. Yeah, like uh, after podcast dessert. That sounds g- great. First of all, we got to figure out how we're going to store the ice cream in this place because we don't exactly have a great location for that. We'll figure it out, though. We always do miles. Well, they can pick up a fridge. Yeah, freezer. well, yeah, we'll have yeah, a yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll have a pickup of uh, chest freezer. Should be no problem for. Um, but honestly, it was just fun to do a lake video. We, um, I, I grew up going to the lake almost every weekend in the summer with my family. Um, I was fortunate enough that our parents were able to get a lake cabin when you know I was like nine or ten years old, and it's just kind of been like that ever since. And so, um. Just lake culture is just the best. You know, it's you're there to have a good time. You are there to uh, ensure that you're going to have a couple 13, 14 beers. <laughs> Maybe head to the lake bar, have a couple 13, 14 more. Yep. Um, but I am very interested because we put up an Instagram story about the grasshoppers, and there was a lot less people that knew what a grasshopper was than I thought. It was kind of 60-40. So I wasn't too out of my lane not you were, knowing. You weren't too out of your lane. Um, that's why we didn't give you too much crap for okay. it. We didn't give you too much. We usually would ride you a lot harder for not knowing something, but I kind of figured that was going to be the case. But go go have a grasshopper if you haven't had one. Um, Ryan? Yeah, I'll, we're, we're going to educate some. We're going to educate the people on the grasshopper. Uh we were just talking before we started the segment of um, how we need to get better at following through with stuff. So I am setting it in stone right now that we're making grasshoppers on the podcast. Okay. Which, which one? Episode 70. Okay. We have two weeks to prepare. Okay. We'll make it happen. All right. Episode 70. You got something to look forward to. <laughs> yes. I know. 70 was just the easiest number to yeah. remember. God, we're going to have 70 episodes done. The last thing I'm going to leave with on that lake episode before we take a break and head to the next segment is what is the fascination with knowing and announcing and just keeping track of how deep the lake is? Why is that such a fun, enjoyable thing? I think that circles back to the dad bits because dads love justifying all this random crap they buy yeah. and the depth finder is one of those so they make a game out of it and oh they get to show off their little toy see how deep it is yeah dads just love pointing out things yeah. you ever notice that the, the loon bit yeah <laughs> that, i was going to say that was one of my favorite yeah. bits yeah the uh isn't it crazy how they come back to the same lake every single year yeah <laughs> um, mates for life the uh but it's like even when you're on a road trip you'll literally just be driving you'll see a sign on the side of the road and it'll be literally be like driving i'll just be like ah davenport <laughs> and that's it he doesn't want to strike up a conversation about davenport he just literally wants to just <laughs> say davenport acknowledge that it's there and then just move on. Yeah, they don't want a response. No. If yeah. you respond, they're like, dude, I was just pointing out that it's <laughs> Davenport, okay? Yeah, they want the they want the human interaction, but they only want it with themselves. So once they get tired of talking it through <laughs> in their heads, they just need to say it out loud. Yep. But don't you dare respond because that's a conversation between them and them only. Yep. Right? Yeah. Same thing with uh, you know, Devfinder. <laughs> ah, 14 feet. Ah, loon. Oh, that's deep. Hey, cool it on the cool it on telling me how deep it is. I know how deep yeah. it is. I'm looking at the finder right now. So uh I thought that was fun. Uh a funny bit in there that you, you just you'll catch yourself doing it. Weird fascination. Weird fascination with the depth finder. Um there's obviously a lot of practical uses for the depth finder. Yep. But about ninety percent of the use of the depth finder is just for dad's enjoyment of shouting out. How also deep it also is. A good thing to know uh, how deep it is is like when you're trying to jump off. 
Yeah. Um, All right. Well, like I said, yeah, like practical, there's yeah. some practical uses. Or if it's like really shallow, you got to b- bump up the prop a little bit to yeah. make sure you don't hit a rock or something. But yes, but most of the time. And it's also funny too when like everyone on the boat, if it's like a pontoon or whatever, is just like talking about something over here. We're talking about something over here. And the dad's literally so laser focused <laughs> on the depth uh, that he just will shout out, ah, it's 18 feet. And everyone kind of looks at him like, what are you talking about? We're having a totally different conversation over here. Um, that happens quite a bit in our family. <laughs> um, quick side note on pontoons. Have you ever been on a pontoon where the front end has dip into the water i i mean not like severely but but it has yeah life kind of flashes before your eyes oh god <laughs> we used to try to rock the pontoon really? back in like middle school yeah 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 it's to, such a mi- why do why is it when you're a middle schooler you want to just to just, just to destroy things. Yep. things i don't know you want to light stuff on fire you want to just smash things you want to hit stuff with a bat you want to testosterone things. You want to yeah. try and roll cars. You want to just, you want to do it all. I don't, yeah, it must be High that you're just on levels. massive influx of hormones going through puberty in middle school, but yep. just nothing better than you and your buddies just lighting shit on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting shit with a bat. Yeah. Why do kids hit mailboxes? It's the same thing. It's just testosterone. It just, it feels good. It does. Yep. It feels good. We might have we, to get a we mailbox might have, in here. Yeah, I, well, we might have to go mailbox smashing yeah. at some point here. What is in Ryan, our you got part? a good neighborhood Ryan, for that. Yeah, Ryan, what episode are we going to smash uh, mailboxes on? Uh, if we get to uh, episode 250, we'll, we'll consider it. <laughs> we're so, going to do we're that. We're going to get to 250, yeah. So Ryan. episode 250. It's going in the archive. We'll have to literally bring a mailbox in and we'll all hit it with a bat. We all can hit it with a bat. Uh, bench warmers. Yep. Great. Great part of yep. bench warmers. Dad bit. Bench warmers. Um, what other? God, days of dazed and confused. No, it's uh have you seen Stand By Me? Nope. All no. right. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. All right. Well, um, that is our lake video. We are going to take a break and we're going to discuss our new golfing video. But more importantly, we're going to discuss and dissect Ryan and I's golf match over the weekend. Oh, my God, that's cold. All right, Ryan, we have to talk about first. We'll we'll start off talking about the new. Uh, guys playing golf video, which is actually funny because someone pointed out in the comment section that you don't play golf, you just golf. So we could have just done it guys golfing instead of guys playing golf. That's interesting. I I didn't think about that. that. (laughs) And then I just kind of totally felt like a doofus afterwards. I'm like, yeah, guys golfing. I'm going to go golfing. I'm going to go play golf. Yeah. Yeah, You play golf. We also just golf. It's like a, it's a both work. I think so too. That's weird. I'm gonna go play around a golf. Maybe you have to put round in there. Yeah. I either way, I think it works. Um, but when he pointed that out, I was like, "Yeah, you you just golf. You don't. You got me. Yeah." But um, it, that one was fun to shoot. We uh, hit the hit the links. We hit the course. Um, we we actually played the full round. It's not like we just went and shot or played nine holes. Um, Ryan beat me that time, but you know Tyler and I were focused on the video. Yeah, it wasn't my yeah. head wasn't in the game. That's yeah, that's what my problem was. Yeah, that's what that's why Tyler. <laughs> that, I love the one clip that you're in there. You're just shanking it right into the into yeah. the trees. You know, um, that, that's actually where you were aiming. Make sure you're aiming a little bit yeah, on the fairway. We got to so, maybe yeah. straighten you out. Have you ever seen the people that when they like? They hold the club like this in front of them and they go behind the ball and they look down and go like this and they hold the club and they walk in front oh of the God, club. Yeah. No. Yep. yep. There's oh, no way man. that it actually, because you, you move once you get back. Right. It's, it's kind of like a gimbal. Your arm is a gimbal and you like have to hold the yeah, club there. It, it honestly, it just, I think it's a psychological thing for them. I don't know. But uh, I always find that funny that when people are like lining it up with the club, like as if you were standing there and then walk around to it. And it's like my grandma lays her club down at her feet. So it's touching both toes. So sure. she knows which way it's pointing every time, every time she I mean, lays the club down. That's a, uh, did you see uh, when the match with, I don't know if you guys watched it, but Tom Brady does a thing where he makes sure he's the right distance away from the ball. 
and he does one one of his feet. He put, lines it up with where the ball is, and then takes a step back and line puts his other foot behind it, and that's how far away he stands from the ball. So I feel like everyone's got all these different. You get consistency. I need, out to, of that. I need to get something like that. I, yeah. I need to just develop something like that. You know, you, actually, Ryan, yeah, you do need a lot of work on your golf game, especially after a match. But we'll get into that. We won't. We won't go to. Uh, we won't go. Uh, give it away we'll, yet. Yeah, we won't do give it enough. away yet. What I thought we missed on the video was the only thing was like the old guy hitting on the beer cart girl. Yeah. Yeah. We we talked about it, but we just for whatever reason didn't shoot a scene where we're like, Hey, how's it going? You got a you got a birdie in that cart for me? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like uh you buy a beer and you're like, You promise that this is gonna give me a birdie on the next hole? You promise? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I better buy one more for the next hole too. Talk about just an uncomfortable situation for yeah. the, the beer cart girl. I wonder if like course like when you get that job, if like the golf course is like, hey. You're gonna have to deal with some old guys. They're gonna probably be hitting on you. So we're sorry, but well, it just comes with the job. The the best beer cart girls know and expect that, and they kind of feed into they it. Right, and they, then they get tips. Yep. You know, yeah, right. it's just yeah, it's just like being a bartender. Yep, yep. But uh, yeah, uh, COVID's really put a wrench in the whole beer cart girl thing. Yep, put a wrench in. They got the styrofoam in the cup, so it doesn't go all the way in. Yep. Honestly, I don't mind that. People have been complaining. You don't gotta bend over as far to get your ball out of there. You also don't have to pull the pin. You don't. Which is well, like, they actually the PGA official rules that you don't have to pull the pin anymore at all. Yep. Sure. Okay. Which okay. is I love that. Yep. I hate taking out the pin. That whole thing's pain in the ass, anyways. I, another reason you have to bend down. I yeah. like taking out the pin because you know Ryan left his wedge at one hole, and then I picked it up for him one time, thinking it was mine. But when I would pull the pin. I always lay yep. my wedge over the flag, so then I know I'm going to pick it up yeah, before I go back good, to the cart. It's a good move. Yeah, I. Uh, that's a funny story, Tyler, because uh, you guys were up teeing off on the next hole, and I was, I was at the previous hole, walking around the green probably three <laughs> times looking for my sandwich. <laughs> and Tyler and, picked it up. Yep. And there's another group behind me waiting to tee off, and then there's just me with no clubs in my hand, just taking laps. And I felt like the biggest idiot, and I'm like. God damn it. I think that's why we got to have more communication, guys. Yeah, I think it, he's got to have it. So I went and looked in his bag and classic there Tyler well, picked up my club. I was looking out for you. I didn't know you were back there looking. Yeah. I. Uh, so what was your guys' favorite part of that video? Winning. <laughs> What's your second okay. favorite part of that video, Ryan? Um, My favorite part of the video that I probably related to the most was when you pulled out the eight iron and then you ask your buddy <laughs> in the group, Ah, what are you? You know, what are you using here? Oh, you, you're you're using a six. Yeah, you know, I w- I was gonna use a six too. Well, yeah, I, I am notorious for doing that, especially when I'm golfing <laughs> with my dad because he's a really good golfer. So obviously, I'm gonna take his advice over my own advice mm-hmm. in my own head. So yeah, um, yeah, I do that a lot. Uh, but it's just a classic, like you just second guess yourself. And if that guy is confident in his six, you're going to hit or a six. Or the classic, you let someone else hit before you and then they hit it and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go grab a different club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I called you on that too once. Yeah. Uh, when we played on Sunday. Yeah. But, uh, so that, that was a good bit. Tyler, what was your favorite bit of it? I'm a little bit torn. I like the, the foot wedge is funny, but the comment after the oh, looking Great. pretty good here. Yeah, pretty good shape over here. <laughs> yep, yep. sitting pretty good right here. I, I, my favorite part I think was when, just like I, I, there, I think there, I, anytime you can do an extended period of laughter, <laughs> yeah. it's just I think it's hilarious. Like over laughing on something, the you know maybe next time we should bring our wives. <laughs> 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 How long are we going to do this? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. That's a great, I love doing that. It's so, it's, I don't know what it is, especially when you're drinking and you can just make a stupid comment to like, you know, hey, I wish I was at work today. <laughs> you know, so uh, I think that was one of my favorite parts of it. Uh, luckily we went at the right time of day towards the end of the day where we let a few people play through. We had no one behind us for a long time. Yep. So we were able to shoot the video without disturbing anyone's round of golf, which as a guy, as a kid who grew up 
playing golf because my dad was a big golfer. Understanding the etiquette of golf is important and knowing that if you're going to do something and play slow, you better make sure you're not holding up anyone else's golf game. Right. Just by sheer etiquette. So uh, we did our best that way to not be disrupting other people's golf game. God, you know, you know what's the worst, though, when someone else wants you to play through and then you have to hit in front of another group of people. Uh, well, I just welcome that kind of pressure, Ryan. I don't <laughs> I don't have an issue uh, in front of crowds like that like, like you do. I don't like it. Um, yeah, I know. I could tell on the on uh, Monday when we played Monday, Monday was, on yeah. Memorial Day. That was yeah. Whole- we might as well <laughs> dive into that now. Uh, so the match three, the match three, match one and two. Match number one was between Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. Match number two was Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. Match number three between Miles, <laughs> the Betsy guy, and Ryan, the T-shirt guy. We hit eighteen holes. Yep. We uh, decided to. Uh, basically uh, document it on our Instagram story on our You Betcha page. Kept updating people. Um, One thing I wish I would have done better is maybe have our scores on there, but at the same time, it's also kind of embarrassing to post your score when you're like 20 over par, you know? know, Yeah. Yeah. So we just went with who's up. We went stroke play. Um, I was uh, ahead by two. Going into the ninth hole, Ryan yep. got two strokes back on me. So we were even going in, on the turn, going to the back nine. I was fortunate enough to get up by two again when we came around to the 16th hole. I did a long Instagram story of talking about how there's just absolutely no way Ryan's going to win this. Um, I'm Michael Jordan. He's my Scotty Pippen. Who do you want taking the last shot? Who's the most clutch? Who wins the game? Obviously, Michael Jordan. That hole, number 16, <laughs> next hit I hit off the tee box, OB. Right out of bounds. OB. Then I duffed it. Duff. Then I opted to just take that duff back at the tee. Then I took that shot into the trees on the right, punched it out of there into a sand trap. Yep. <laughs> Amazing shot out of the sand trap. Got a two putt for a, for an eight. On a par four, Ryan got you got a par on that hole, didn't you? Mm-hmm. So Ryan, I, I was up to so in one hole immediately after I was totally uh, being cocky on Instagram story. I'm now down to four point swing with two holes left. Hole number seventeen. I uh, I went up one. Uh, yeah, no, well you were up two. Oh, sorry, yeah. Then I was able to gain one stroke back on yep. Ryan. So then we had to wait on the 18th hole for the squad in front of us. They're holding us up. So I'm doing everything I can to try to get in Ryan's head because I need that last stroke. Start talking to him about the water on the right-hand side of the fairway. You know, God, you know, it would really suck if you choked on this hole and ended up losing to me, whatever. To his credit, stroked, absolutely stroked a uh, drive right down the middle. It was a hellacious seed. It was a hellacious seed, as Phil Mickelson would say. <laughs> then I hit one, a hellacious seed you right did? down the middle. We're pretty much at the same spot. Ryan out drove me a little bit. I yeah. went first. I said, record this, Ryan. We got to get all document this whole thing. I absolutely uh, stroked an approach shot, went just a little bit over the green, but it was not far off the fringe. Ryan. You're still, you're still putting, right? Uh, I chipped, I chipped, I chipped Ryan with all the pressure in the world on him, knowing that if he doesn't hit this shot, right, it could be the end of him. I recorded on, on film. I know that Ryan's not used to being recorded all the time. Like I am just the pressure got to him, uh, pulls it to the right, right into the sand trap. Ryan earlier in the match discussed uh, how bad he is in the sand. So I'm feeling good at this point. I'm standing there waiting for Ryan to go. First sand shot doesn't get out of the sand. Second rolls right back down. Rolls right back in. Second sand shot. Same thing. Right back down. No. Okay. So this one got onto the grass and it it literally just rolled and rolled. Rolled right back to him. At this point, you get a hat throw out of Ryan, the t-shirt guy. Whips his (laughs) hat. My hat was gone. Just he threw it into oblivion. Next shot, you got out. 
I mean, I purposely bladed the ball across the green just to get out of the So he's still insane. not on the green yet. I chip on. Ryan chips on. Putt to get a to, to get a uh, bogey. Was it a par five? Par four. Par four. To get a double bogey. Leaves it short. Ends up getting a triple bogey on the hole. I am putting for par at this point. I leave it short. Put it in or uh, give me for a five for a bogey. Yep. Victory sealed <laughs> for Miles, you betcha guy. All he had to do was just get a double bogey on the last hole. He tripled and lost the match. How far out were we on that? I can't. Shot? I, well, here's, let's talk about mentality here. I got that eight on that number 16, and I was 0% worried. I was like, this is just what's supposed to happen. I am absolutely going to win this in dramatic fashion. There's no way that Ryan can win this match with two hands around his neck choking. It was never a doubt for me. I stared down the barrel and absolutely came out on top. I just, I don't know if there's a more clutch performance in all of sports, um, let alone golf. And uh, so I just want to thank my family. I want to thank, I want to thank everyone to help me get to this point. My coach, my caddy, and, uh, you know, I couldn't do it without them. But at the end of the day, when the lights are shining, the pressure's on, um, you just want to put the ball in my hand. You want to put the club in my hand and and uh, come out with a master's victory like I did. That approach <laughs> shot. Ryan, how did you feel about the match? Can, can I, let's play sports reporter. Okay, here. ask Ryan a question now. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, how are you feeling after 16? What was your mindset after 16? <laughs> I'm feeling great. Not going to lie, I was a little bit nervous. <laughs> there it is. That's how I won. Right there. A little nervous. <laughs> because this was my opportunity right here. This is my opportunity to beat Miles, to get all the clout on the Instagram story of being the winner through 18. You know, we battle back and forth. I'd go up two. He'd go up two. It was like four-point swing back and forth through 18. Finally up two. With up two one, holes left. Up one going to 18. So I hit a piss missile off the tee box on 18. It was a good hit. Now, the 80-yard approach shot with my sand wedge is probably one of my favorite shots, but we're going uphill. <laughs> like, it is a steep, like, 15 to 20% incline. And I'll tell you what, I went back to that Instagram story and watched that swing probably, like, 10 times. <laughs> what went wrong? Um, I know what Club went wrong, face, Ryan. wide open. I'm just, ne- I'm going to, I'm never going to get that shot back. Would you say you're going to lose sleep over this? I think he already has. Tyler. Um, more sleep. I lost a little bit of sleep that night, but now I'm over it. You know, because you just you a just twenty four hour rule, right? Twenty four hour rule. You just short term memory loss. What is you the off? Move on. What does the off season look like for Ryan the t shirt guy? Uh, eighty yard approach shots with the sand wedge. Well, no, 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 what, no. What you need to be doing is you need to you need to be in the sand trap. You need to see. Uh, there we go. You gotta. You gotta be working on the right stuff here, Ryan. Here's your problem thing, wasn't your pro shot. You're gonna hit one slightly to the right once in a while. Here's the thing. You though. couldn't get out of the sand. Uh, they don't. They don't have sand traps to where you can just go practice in. Yeah, I they do. Like. Not at the courses that I go to. Well, you're going to the wrong courses. <laughs> okay, let's let's back up. Let's back up 18 <laughs> holes. I show up at the wrong course. <laughs> So there's, there's there's two courses across the street from each other, and I told them exactly which one to go to, and yep. he went to the wrong one. Yep. But that's that didn't affect anything. Nah. Well, my I, I was practicing here my chip we, shots we, on that first that first golf course I was at. So uh, um, classic. Uh, Ryan wouldn't know this because he has never watched The Office before. But Michael Scott's tactics for negotiation is change the meeting at the last second, change the course on him on the last second. He was all frazzled. All Great frazzled. move by so me. All your pregame prep was out the window. All yep. right, Tyler, you get to ask us each one more interview question <laughs> about right, the about the match three, the third match. Let's uh, let's start with Ryan. We'll we'll circle back to you, Miles. Ryan, I want to hear about the pre eighteenth green shit talking, the tee box, the pre tee box shit talking. Would you say it actually got to you? No. No, because well, I hit a piss the, missile off the, the results box. say otherwise. Um, there were, was there shit talking on the approach shot? I can't really remember. I think there was. It was yeah. a lot of, 
All right, Ryan, I'm recording you right now. (laughs) This is going to go on the Instagram story. No pressure. So obviously just booted the pressure right out uh, off the tee box. And then I don't know what happened. Um, You know, there's no excuses for it. There's always there's there's going to be another time. That's all. I'm a baseball guy. There's uh, there's always tomorrow, you know, so we're going to hit 18 again. Uh, I'm calling. You want to know what my thought was? We're going to run this back. You don't want to know what my thought was after 16, after I got an eight, a quadruple bogey. I was thinking, Miles, you literally just told the entire world that you had no problem winning this thing up to. There's no way you can go home tonight and lay your head down on the pillow losing this match after pulling that stunt. So, so really better I me than I w- you. I would argue that Ryan lost it and you didn't win it. Um, Here's the deal, though. Right? I was the one that hit great shots to get onto the green and pull off a bogey. But you left it short. <laughs> yeah, the putt, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he did as well, so... Like I said, we're going to run it back. We'll <laughs> so run it back. My last question for you, Ryan, is uh, <laughs> no, knowing just how absolutely clutch of a person I can be, <laughs> were you thinking in your head a little bit like he's going to come back and win this? There's just, I can't believe it. No, I was more so worried about me losing it myself. That's because the shit talk and all that kind of stuff. Then I kind of get like, you know, I start smiling a little bit and like, you know, ah, screw you, man. Like, quit talking like that. And, uh, the shit talk might have gotten to me a little bit. All right, on that approach shot, eighteen. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I, have, I have one more question for Ryan. Is there a worse person to lose to than Miles? <laughs> Someone asked me that. Someone actually asked me, "Would you rather lose to Miles or Tyler?" And I said, "Miles, one hundred percent." But uh, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't shit talk you though. No, but just losing in general. Here's the deal, though. So, I'm really bad at golf, so that would be bad. Do you want the... So the honest answer is, if we did not have the stakes of it being on the Instagram story, there's no way I would have shit-talked you like that, to be honest. <laughs> no. I, yeah, it, exactly. when, it, when When there's entertainment involved, of course I'm going to shit-talk you and try and get in your head so I can win. Yep, yep. So, so maybe I got to just... Every time I go play golf, I got to document it, so then there's a little bit of extra pressure on myself to uh, perform at a high level. Yep. I did let uh, I did let Miles use my driver uh, the last five holes. Uh, my hit, driver's bad, Hit though. pretty well with it, so. That uh, is true, Ryan. Thanks for letting me use your driver. I got to get a new one. You're welcome. Um, Tyler, All right, I really Ryan. wanted to be Miles. I know. We're going to run it back. All right, Tyler, give me one last interview question here. So first of all, I just like to thank my sponsor. You betcha. (laughs) Um, They just allow me to perform at a high level, make sure I have all my needs met, all my beverage drinks met. Um, So cheers to them. And uh, thanks for uh, helping me really just help me through uh, all the preparation and making sure that I was hydrated and fueled towards the end. That actually leads into my final question for you, Miles. How many strokes do you think you would have beaten Ryan by if you were your game was fueled by latte'd? Um, it was a little bit fueled by latte'd, but I didn't have someone help me manage that. Okay, I would have liked to have had you there, Tyler. You know, squirting uh, latte'd in my mouth in between shots. Yep, um, making sure that I was staying hydrated with that because I think I only went through three or four. Uh, bush lattes while I was out on the course I probably could use mm-hmm. a few more a little more birdie juice yep um, so I, th- I think that that's something that on our in our camp will work on for the next match um, but sometimes it you can you can prep all you want you can uh, make sure you do all the right things when it comes down to it you get on the 18th hole your whole plans out the window at this point and you just got to dig deep <laughs> You have to find something within you. Um, you got to have that killer mentality that I'm going to beat Ryan at no cost mentality. And that's what we did on the 18th hole. And um, it, it showed a great resilience for our team and our camp. And uh, we're going to try and carry that into the summer and and hopefully uh, come out the other end with the uh, You Betcha Cup. All right. Thanks for your time, guys. Yep. You know what's great, though, is that... <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was a great uh, post-game speech. You know what's great, though, is that we were one stroke within each other through 18 holes. 
Like it doesn't really get much closer than that. Well, that's why. So that's why it's. I think it's fun to play with people that are similar uh, skill level than you mm-hmm. at a game like golf because, like, you play someone who's really good. It's just not as fun, right? But when you got a little bit of back and forth because you're uh, on the same skill level, you both are going to have one of those bad holes. I think you had one of those. Yeah, it's like a you got like eight. an eight whatever as well. So. As long as you can play with someone that's on the same same skill level, it's just a lot more fun. We'll run it back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll run yeah, it back. We'll Maybe run we back. might have to get Tyler out there for we'll video the whole thing. Ooh. Yeah. You know, I know I'm pretty bad, but I do enjoy playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um we'll uh, we'll talk about that, Tyler. That's All right. Post well, podcast. If Miles is <laughs> Michael Jordan and Ryan is Scottie Pippen. Does that make me the Dennis Rodman of the group? Yeah, we're going to have to get you some tats. Or- I can't. I'm going to Vegas. I'm sorry. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm Okay, where's Tyler at? Nah, he's going to be back in 48 hours. I'm going to have to show up at his house and get him on a on yep. a bed with Carmen Electra. Yeah, yeah, I mean, worst things could happen. You got Carmen Electra's number? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to share it with you. Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, maybe you can play the front nine, Tyler, and then film the second okay. nine. Yeah, I don't there know. I think whoever's, I mean, and it's probably going to be me, but whoever's in last after the front nine videos, there we go. The back nine. Yep. Deal. Deal. All right, guys. Well, we're uh, going to take another break here as I still just soak in this victory. Um, t- Ryan had his 24 hour rule. I'm going to probably have my 72 hour rule. I'm still coming up on that. Just absolutely <laughs> celebrating the victory. And so um, I'm going to probably grab another beer, maybe grab an, a big old stogie, light that up in here <laughs> and uh, just enjoy this victory because it's back to the grindstone um, this weekend. So um, we're going to take a break and we're going to wrap up this podcast. Miles, NASCAR is back. Our guy Kevin Harvick taking the first race back um, from the little hiatus in Darlington. Um, more NASCAR races coming. No fans in the seats, which is kind of weird. But um, but it's also not that weird, in my opinion. Because like, it's not like the drivers are thriving off of the crowd because they can't hear the crowd. They really can't even see them. They're going by at 200 miles an hour. Like... I don't know. I feel like it's a perfect sport to do without fans. Uh, the way the the way the seats in NASCAR uh, tracks are painted, though, it kind of looks like people are sitting up there. I agree. Yeah, it's like all kind of multicolored. Yeah, yeah. There's we, also like soccer teams that are putting like cardboard cutouts in the stands, <laughs> like, like a, the across the world video games where it's just the NPCs in yeah, the stands. Yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, no, I, I watched the uh, Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday nights. Um, n- yeah, like most of our audience doesn't watch NASCAR, so they're going to be like, I don't even really know what you're talking about. But Chase Elliott is a guy who got spun out two weeks ago by Kyle Busch. Then this week he was in the lead like way ahead with like two laps left, and there was a caution, so then everyone was able to catch up, and he had to pit. So then he ended up back in 11th, this whole thing, and ended up losing the race. And so he's just gotten the shaft. Yep. So he's going to be looking for redemption. But where we're going with this is we are going to start streaming here in the next few weeks as we figure out our whole system here. I don't know why it's so hard to come up with a streaming setup and why Twitch and the other streaming platforms make it so hard to just put out a good quality stream. But it is apparently you got to like build a PC that can handle the amount of uh, data that's going to be coming through it. So we built a PC. We got a whole setup. We're going to be streaming uh, right to start. We're going to start with Ryan and I streaming NASCAR. Yep. Um, we're going to make a little fun little season out of it. I think I think that Ryan and I should uh, come up with our own team name, our racing team name. And uh, have Team Miles versus Team Ryan all season long. And uh, maybe we can uh, draft. uh, We got to pick out of a hat to see uh, who gets Tyler on our team. Maybe bring in some other people as well. Um, And then uh, see who comes out top at the end. How Um, do we pick drivers? um, Or do we make our own? own? Um, Well, I I believe that you could make your own. 
Um, I think you can do your own paint schemes and stuff, but like obviously you can just pick from the drivers that they already have. Um, free game, f- free game. Uh, maybe we'll have to do a draft beforehand. Yep. I like that. And then you uh, got a race with a different guy on your team every single race. Yep. But um, I think it can be fun. I know that I'm excited to enter into the live streaming world. We used to do it about like two years ago. Um, <laughs> we used to get like we would have like 20 people watching at one time. Yeah. We only had like 60,000 followers on Facebook and like less than 10,000 followers on Instagram, probably even like 2000. So we did it very early on. Wasn't sustainable with the manpower that we had, but now we're back. We're ready to roll. Um, We'll also play other video games as well. Probably Madden. We'll probably use our streaming stuff to be able to maybe do an in-house cornhole tournament. Yep. Which could be kind of fun at some point. Um, we uh, we've even talked about live streaming the podcast, so that's something that we are we're not for sure on, but we're discussing. Um, if you guys have any as listeners <clears throat> have any ideas that you would want to see us live stream, whether that's video games. Oh, uh, there's going to be a new uh, 2K golf game coming out, oh, and so we might have Pumped. to do that. That would be kind of fun to do. Yep. Um, and so if you had any ideas of games or even just if you want us to play Monopoly as a, as a squad live on stream, we have the capabilities to do that. Yep. And so just uh, let us know what you think. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, a whole new platform for us to try out and venture into. Obviously, it will not affect our production on our videos and all the normal content. It's just going to be in addition to what we do. And so... Yeah, what are you most excited about for streaming, Ryan? Um, I think it's uh, well, back to the 18th hole. I just gotta, for me, I just gotta take what I know. We've been playing NASCAR for a long time now. Take what I know, keep getting first places, keep racking up the points. Yeah, I don't. But we're know, gonna though. be okay. We're gonna be okay. Is that your team motto? That's we're my team be motto. Okay. Ryan's team motto is we're, we're gonna, gonna be okay. okay. And Miles' team motto is win at all costs. <laughs> okay. What what setting are we going to be playing? No on? one wants to hang around people who get fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh place in a NASCAR race. That's true. You want to be on that checkered flag, baby. Yeah. I think that right there. This this we could do this every time I win. Every when every time I win on the stream, God, we could cut in the clip of this and <clears throat> It's all about that checkered flag, baby. Boom. And then after after I after I take the checkered flag, I'll take my victory lap. I'll I'll do and some burnouts. Just, I'm gonna go. Say? I'm gonna it, go. It'll be okay. <laughs> it'll it'll be okay. So <sighs> that's a great soundbite for the stream, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I marked them. We're also working on getting uh every time a race starts, we can add a transition in. To me, actually waving the green flag at Daytona, that nice. video clip. So that'll be kind of sick. Uh, we're we're getting fancy here. You betcha. We got a brand new PC. We're gonna have uh, monitors. We're gonna have this whole nice setup. It feels weird because we're so used to just just rigging everything together and hoping that it works. So we're spending a little bit more time on the setup. Hopefully, uh, it'll be fun and we can build an audience on Twitch as well. Yeah, what's going to be interesting for me is that NASCAR is such a stressful game. And and when I say stressful, like stress on your body, because you you almost have to like go straight like um, uh, like what's the word I'm trying to think of? You're tense. Tense. Um, well, so I would say that when you're just completely comfortable behind the wheel, like I am, I would <laughs> that's say that not I'm, how pretty, the game works, though. I'm pretty loosey goosey. One thing that I know that I do. You got to be, be tense funny. around the corners. What will be funny to see on stream is one, if we're sitting at a table like this, I'll have like the controller on top of the table. So it looks like I'm a 12 <laughs> year old with the controller up on my face. And the second one is when we're turning you, my like yeah. head turns with it. And so I might have some neck issues by the end of the stream, but it's just a price you got to yeah. pay to, for success, you know, Tyler. Trying to be trying to be entertaining while like still trying to perform oh, at a high level. We were NASCAR. doing some test streams and <clears throat> and trying to focus on winning the NASCAR race while still talking and engaging with an audience is going to be quite the battle. But oh god, if anyone can figure it out, Ryan, it's us. 
Yep. Everything will be okay. I'll, what I'll do is I'll strategically ask Ryan questions <laughs> when he's ahead of me or whatever. So I can get him to crash. What's funny is like people are like that. You guys should not expect good NASCAR. Okay. <laughs> we are all over the road. We cause so many cautions. We'll crash. We're bullies. Yeah. You'll we're be bullies. able to chat during all yeah. 30 cautions. Yeah. We're bullies. 30, 30. There was eight cautions in the Coca-Cola eight or 600. Uh, this last Sunday, I believe I read, um, which is like a five hour race or whatever. And like in the 10 minute NASCAR race we'll have on there, we'll have like 20 cautions. So just, yeah, we got to manage expectations here. We're not walking in on some superstar NASCAR athletes here. One of the most exhilarating parts though, is when you see a caution, like when you see a wreck in front of you and you can somehow play it out where you dodge that whole entire thing. It is such a sigh of relief when you get out of that that wreck. Or it's funny when you cause the wreck behind you and you look yes. in your rearview mirror and you see all these cars, like big smoke. <laughs> and you're like, well, yeah. sorry about that. Well, but. my car is still fine. So, yeah. Um, no, that'd be fun. So if you guys, uh, in preparation of us starting a Twitch stream, if you got a Twitch account, go get If you don't have one, go get one. If you do, you can follow us at OUBetcha, just like our Instagram, Facebook, at OHH. You betcha. Uh, we'll start streaming here in the next couple weeks once we get all of our kinks worked out um, so we can provide you with a high-quality production value. Um, it's going to be funny because there's a few people that would come on to every single one of our streams from two years ago Yeah, that were so sad when we stopped. I know they're going to be back, though. We're coming back. We're coming back. And uh, we're going to start off with NASCAR, but like I said, we'll play Madden, we'll play golf, we'll maybe even play some basketball. Who knows? Um, so go follow us there. And uh, Ryan, I think you should close out the podcast. Guys, thanks again for listening into episode 68 of the You Bet Your Radio podcast. Before we go, I would just like to thank Gina's Designs of the Heartland. Gina's Designs of the Heartland uh, handcrafts, hand paints, all of the wood pine signs on our website at OUBetcha.com. These signs, uh, the nectar of the God signs, go great in any man cave, any uh, home decor. Basically, wherever you're going to be enjoying a nice cold bush latte. So thank you, Gina's Designs of the Heartland. You can also find them at Etsy.com com slash shop slash gdot heartland miles we're gonna run it back i'm ryan the t-shirt guy and i am miles you betcha guy may your ranch always be runny your bush lattes your bush latteed forever be cold cheers ryan Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah.